106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Our Lady of Blessed Acceleration, don't fail me now. It's time for Drive Radio, presented by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Whether you need help diagnosing a problem. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Or just want to learn about all things automotive. Hey, how exactly does a positive track rear on a Plymouth work? It just does. Then you've come to the right place. So start your engines, buckle up, and get ready to ride. Drive Radio starts now on KLZ 560 The Source. All right, it is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. Live show today on May the 20th. So if you're listening to this again, you'll know exactly what day it is and what we've been talking about and why as we head into the Memorial Day week ahead. By the way, Ken and I, Ken Rackley from ToonTech's with me today. I am going to cover some trailering tips. Somebody asked about that a few weeks ago and said, hey, would you guys talk a little bit about that? So, yes, uh, both Ken and I have a vast amount of experience in that world, not only in doing it ourselves, but even setting things up for other individuals and so on. So, question of the day along those lines. See where this goes. Craziest thing you've ever seen towed or hauled? That's our question of the day. 303-477-5600. Maybe it's something even you are hauling. So, craziest thing that you've ever uh, towed or, you know, seen towed or hauled. And I've seen a lot of things. I don't have to think through this one because I, I you know, what, you know, being close to I-70 like I am, I see a lot. Oh, sure. Yeah. Some days I'm just shaking my head. Yeah, it's like, like are they going to get there, or how many people are they going to take out doing it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's always my fear. Yeah, right. Exactly. There are some rigs, yeah. let me say it that way, that I see going down the road where, frankly, I will do every every single thing I possibly can to get in front of them right. because I do not want to be behind them. Right, and hopefully traffic doesn't stop quickly. Correct. Yeah. I'm yeah. literally doing yeah. whatever I can uh-huh. to get around them. Sure. Uh, and I'll be straight up honest. I don't care if I've got to be 80 in the left lane to get around them. Right. I'm getting around them. Yeah. I, I am That's... not going to be behind some of these right. rigs that are running down the road because they are just that unsafe. Right. Exactly. And I've and seen a lot of that. They're usually heading south, and there's three or four tandem. I, I don't I, get it. Uh, no. And here's the, here's the thing that I really don't understand, and most of you will agree with me, is... If you're a commercial operator, you could never get by with these right. things. Yeah. But because you're not, you can, right. and that is not a fair. It is not an equal application of the law, in my opinion, right. and it sucks. Exactly. Yeah. A homeowner exactly. can get by with so much that a mm-hmm. commercial operator cannot get by with. It's just not fair, folks, right. at all. Right. Yeah. It's actually a crime the no, way it's being done. No way stations, no nothing. No nothing. Unless a state state patrol decides to pull somebody over. And most of them won't. And, I've watched yeah, state right. patrol guys even roll past some of the rigs I'm talking about yeah, exactly. and never even pull them over. And, and you know, I mean, I, I don't know if the laws are just not clear enough or if, uh, you know, or I mean. No, I know what it is. It's, just, it's called revenue. Yeah. The commercial guy can write the check. The homeowner will fight it and not write the check. Right, exactly. That's the difference, Ken. Well, and the state state patrol, you know, he probably won't be able to show up for court anyway in a case like that where, yeah. Commercial guys, trust me. they're commercial, yeah, they'll be there. Well, they're going to make you pay. Yeah. You don't have a choice. Exactly. They've got a lot more leverage, and that's Mm -hmm. why they do that. Yeah. All right, again, 303-477-5600. 
Uh, Drive Radio today. Appreciate you guys joining us. Again, I've got Ken Rackley and myself. We'll be here three full hours today. Uh, Kurt Rogers should join us here probably around 1030 or so. I always love having Kurt in. Just hang out with Kurt. He's always a joy to have. But Jerry and Greeley, you're our first caller today. What's up, sir? Um, a friend of mine just bought a Dodge Challenger. and um, Good for him. Uh, it's got the 6.4 Hemi. Even better. Yeah, nice. SRT. Yep, good for him. Oh. Yep. I was wondering if you had any advice for, you know, just how he should deal with the maintenance on that thing. Uh, the He says the glove box manual tells him to change the oil every six months, and they recommend a specific Pennzoil oil, which I've never heard of before. It doesn't they... have to be Pennzoil. There is a specific oil the Hemis yeah. require. you got to use the right weight specs and so on, which right. uh, there is a Mopar spec for that, as long as that... Uh, is accurate now on that car and i own uh, a couple of those different engines not the car but i have engines and other vehicles that are the same as that engine i wouldn't go more than four or five thousand miles jerry now the first one i think what they want you to do on the brake and oil is go around six thousand or so on the first oil change and that's fine i wouldn't go more than four or five on the ones after that though and and probably stick with your maintenance indicator uh, or have them stick with the maintenance uh Unless he's not driving it much. Reminder light. Yeah. If he doesn't drive it much, right. that will not be effective at all. He'll have to go off of his own calendar. Right. Exactly. Every six months. That's right. Yeah. Is it his daily driver or second vehicle or what, Jerry? Yeah, he probably won't be driving it too much. And then yeah. his, he may be a once or twice a year guy, depending upon how much he drives. I mean, yeah. it may take him a year to get the 5,000 miles. I don't know. Yeah, they have the oils that'll go a year. No but problem. I, but, yeah, no problem with a year. If you're not like driving good, it much, yeah, I, and I, I'm that guy, so I've got yeah. some of those cars I only do on an annual basis, and yeah. he'd be fine with that. Yep, exactly. And, um, and I don't even know if that's direct injection. is. No, is they are that, not. They're not, right. Okay. So it wouldn't be – I've heard you recommend uh, for direct injection to, to do an EPR. Yeah, you would not need to on that car. Not not it, not not when it's this new, you wouldn't need to do anything. Miles. Is it brand new or is it – Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, so, nothing. Right. He's good. Exactly, yeah. And, I mean, the BG44K has a fuel stabilization, things along – there are, there are other stabilizers, but – Supercharge also. Again, he's not going to drive it a lot, yeah. Jerry. Even with a new car, I would use Supercharge in it's it. BG Supercharge, yep. That's – that's awesome stuff. That stuff will last to make the fuel last, I'm yeah. not joking, two years. Yeah. No problem. Exactly. Keep it fresh. Especially in that where it's not vented, you'll get a couple of years out of the fuel, which, again, he'll drive that out of it anyways, right. but if he puts some supercharge in it, he'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. Well, well great. I great car. Tell him congratulations. That's the last year for the, uh, that's the last edition, they call him, and uh, good, good for him. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, gentlemen. And you're very you welcome, bet. Jerry. Pass that along Thanks. and appreciate you very much. Uh, Tom and Lakewood, you're next. Go ahead, Tom. Well, thank you. Uh, we have a 2000 Chevrolet Prism, which is primarily a Toyota Corolla. Mm -hmm. uh, has 133,000 miles on it. It's been wonderfully reliable. Um, just lately, we found uh, a lot of water uh, soaking the uh, the front passenger foot area, and um, I thought it turns immediately to uh, a leaking a condensate drain on the air conditioner evaporator. Yeah. So I, I've got the service manuals, but I I cannot find any pictures that lead me to. So I crawled around underneath the car looking for that drain hose, and um, I just can't find a, a hose there. Yeah. And 
I just wondered if if you fellows had ever had an experience with that, or maybe a listener had. I I do find a. I, I'm sure I'm looking at the plastic case that contains the evaporator and the blower, uh-huh. and um, there's a sort of a plastic uh, projection on the bottom of that that goes through a hole in the firewall okay. to the engine compartment. Uh-huh. And um, I just wonder, could that be the drain? More than Yeah, if it's at the bottom of the heater control box or heater case, and yeah, and it goes through the firewall. Yes, that would be the drain. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you might not. In some cases, you don't see them from underneath. You know, sometimes they're what you know either restricted or, or I mean, you just can't see them for the most part. That could yeah, be it. It could be. Looks the, like it never. It looks like there never was a hose on this. It's a. It's just a, a rigid plastic yeah. protrusion through the the opening, and I. Yeah. You know, I, I ran a wire in there as carefully as I could. Got okay. it in about eight inches when it seemed to, you know, meet some sort of wall in sure. there. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I can't say that it's restricted. What you, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, what What should I do next? Um, I, I would really like to see that draining some condensate, so I know it's working. Right. I, I mean, on a high humid humidity day, run your air conditioning and. Mm-hmm. And then shut it off, let it sit for five minutes, and just feel up there, see if you feel any moist, any condensation in there. If, mm. uh, you know, if you do, then obviously that's, you know, it's venting like it should. Another place to look would be your windshield. Uh, if you have, I mean, oh, it yes. could be on both sides, but um, your windshield, a lot of times, even if it's never been replaced, mm-hmm. the you know, the adhesive that they use can sometimes leak too, especially with the rain that we've been getting, you know, it's... See, that's, that, you, you hit the very same thing that has been bugging me. Uh, could it have been the rain yeah. or the fact that my wife just started using yeah. the air conditioner? <laughs> yeah. Could I, be. yeah, I mean, and both. Yeah, I really, I mean, it, it could be both. And yep. yeah, and if, if there was no restriction in that, that tube that you were looking at more than likely it's it's coming from the windshield okay and it is the original uh, 22 year old windshield so. oh wow yeah, yeah yeah there you go the way they angled those a lot of times that's the case we see in a lot of cases where they're it, yeah they is, last a long is, time is, is there a shop that uh, we live in lakewood near 26 and kipling is there a shop that i that you guys know of that knows their way around these older cars that might be able to look and see Probably your closest on the older cars will be Arvada West, which is Arvada a little ways West. from you. But I know Geno's doesn't do much on the older stuff anymore, so you're going to have to go to Arvada West. Yeah, I know Arvada West. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And then, I mean, it's a 2000, so maybe years G- old. Yeah, maybe Geno's, but no, not really. Okay. okay. Yeah. And I, I did I did check the uh, the drains at the sunroof, and they're all working fine. I poured okay. water down all four of them. So. Good, good, good checking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I good mean, that's, that's good. Yeah, good to know where to look. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I would tend to think it's probably the windshield, just the adhesive. And didn't, uh, you know, just kind of expanding and contracting over 23 years. Just yeah. gave it Are up. there any drains associated with that front area of the car uh, involving the air intake or the windshield? No. no. Okay. Yeah. No, only the evaporator. Yeah. Nothing else. All right. Yeah. Guys, thank you yeah. very you bet, much. You bet, Tom. Thank you very yeah. much. Appreciate it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, 
uh, again, for, for a lot of you listening, a lot of the shops, uh, I think Steve Agino's, he can correct me next time he's on, but they're even kind of stretching the 15-year mark. You get much older than that, and a lot of the shops, just because of tooling and time and all of what it takes to do parts and so on, they're, they're just not – they've got too much other work on all the other stuff that, no, right. they don't do that. No, and that you know that's kind of where we're at. We're, I mean, we would still go back that far, but – uh, I mean, like a lot of times people will ask, you know, hey, can you get this checked out, see what's going on? I'm like, we can sure diagnose, see what the problem is. As for fixing it might be a different story Correct. if parts are not available. That's right. And right. because a lot of things are no longer available. Jim and Byers, I'll get you on before the break. Go ahead. Yeah, hey, John, I just kind of want to, uh, you know, because I'm a truck driver and we talk all the time. And I kind of wanted to uh, just kind of educate you a little bit about these port of entries. Okay. Okay, these port of entries don't just let trucks buy those buy those port of entries. It may look like it, but they don't. No, no, no. What I mean, no. But they, if you're a seventy year old, sorry, not picking on anybody, but if you're a seventy year old guy in an RV with a you know enclosed trailer behind it, they're not. You're not going to port of entry. Oh well, non commercial. Well, yeah, non commercial. I mean, unless I'm wrong, Jim, there's not a a single non commercial unit going to port of entry, is there? Well, I mean, it depends on every state. I mean, you go, like, through Nebraska and Indiana and, and, and some of the uh, Midwestern states, everything pulling the trailer has got to go huh. through. I okay. don't care. Now, in Colorado, that's not the case, though, right? No, no, that's okay. not the case. That's what I thought. Thank no, you. No, not at all. Yeah, no, they're, they're, they're wanting to make sure you and I pay. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. I mean, and, I've seen uh, some stuff that resident, residential guys – Hall Jim at times where I just shake my head and think that should not be on the road. Well, yeah, but if you have you ever looked at the side of the pickups to see if they have DOT numbers on them? I they, do. Yeah, yeah, if they, I do. If they, have, if they have DOT numbers, yeah, they they definitely. Of got course they do. But if they're if, yeah, they're, they're typically a hot shotter or something like that. But no, if they're just Joe Schmo with a. You know, RTV on the on the roof, and the you know the big long camper behind that, and then the boat behind that. No, no, those guys aren't. Nobody's paying any attention to yeah. them, Jim. Yeah, oh no, absolutely yeah. not. Not in the state yeah. of Colorado. Bunch of nonsense. Uh, yeah, and that's kind of what yeah. we were talking about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. just exactly. you know, at times I look at some of these rigs, thinking that thing shouldn't be on the road. Yeah. Oh, hey, I, I have a, I have a cousin that's eighty one years old. And he he hooks up with his pickup. He hooks up a long trailer, and then he hooks up a boat. He's sixty feet long. <laughs> I, and, and again, Jim, that to wow. me should not be allowed. Just, I'm sorry, I just no, don't I think don't, it should I be. I oh, I don't think so either. And he gets he gets over here on 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 two eighty uh, two eighty seven uh, out here by Lyman going going south down there. And oh, he gets people just mad. Yeah, you can't yeah. keep up. Yeah, either yeah. can't yeah, keep up or they have to keep yeah, a half I, a mile distance. Again, that that is my beef, Jim. Is the a lot of these? Right. You know, I call them homeowners. Well, truck. The other, my other beef, really quick, while we're on the subject, is the small contractor that may have one truck, one trailer that doesn't do any of the DOT stuff. That looks like he's Joe Schmo residential guy, but because he doesn't have his name on the truck or any DOT stuff, he's sliding by as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. Which yeah, is a no, bunch of crap, right. too, frankly, Jim. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I wanted to tell you one other thing real quick before I, I let you go. Sure. One, one thing that a lot of people don't understand, maybe I don't know if you even realize it, but, you know, a lot of uh, technology that ends up in cars has actually already been in the trucks. Yep. Oh, sure. Sure is. Trucks and race cars. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, there's one thing I, I know that's going to come to cars, which I can't hardly wait till they come to cars. 
uh, like they have on, on trucks for like on the sides. If you cross in the, the white lines or the yellow lines went up, it has an alarm that goes off in yep. your tr- in your truck. Yeah. And if you get if you get too close, uh, you cannot follow too close in a truck because if you get too close in a truck, your truck shuts down on you. And it, it puts you back at a distance you're sure supposed to be. A lot of these new cars, Jim, that I'm driving, or own for that matter, uh, are exactly that way now. Yeah. A lot of them are the same way. Lane recognition That's right. and uh, yeah, yeah, adaptive, very, cru- adaptive cruise it's control. It's not yeah. standard, but a lot a lot more new cars every year are coming with that option-wise because people like it and want it. Even the mid-option yeah. pack That's and, right. and above, That's or, right. they come with those. And you'll see a lot of these rear-end collisions come to a stop once all these cars end up happening. I agree. You know. That I do agree with. Sure. That's yeah. some of the automation yeah. we've talked yeah. about. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. 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 Anyway, yeah. Good right, stuff, Jim. No, appreciate it very much. Thank you. And lines are open, 303-477-5600. Uh, if you've got a question for us, please let us know. Uh, we'll get you right on air. Also, a special announcement, Worldwide Vintage Autos. We will be on location June 10th. Nine to one, so same time we're on air, we're going to be out there and have a great big open house and just have all of their wares out and show everybody what they're doing and so on. So if you're out and about on June 10th, please stop by and say hi to us because that's where we're going to be on June the 10th. So we'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. With everyone wanting more of your money from eggs to gas to taxes, how do you keep more of what you've earned? Call 720-895-0500, Affordable Interest Mortgage, where we can show you how to pay less interest on your home, have access to your equity for 30 years, and be prepared for unexpected expenses or emergencies. The market has changed. You now have more buying authority whether you want to purchase with a rate in the threes on a 3-2-1 buy-down or refinance and pay less interest to own your home faster with the Asset Manager Mortgage. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500, where we've been serving Coloradans for over 20 years. Government agencies continue to raise the cost of financing, whether to purchase or refinance. Let us show you how not to pay these increased fees with loan programs designed to pay less interest and put you in control of your equity. If you want to purchase a home with the rates in the threes or you want to have access to your equity, call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. In these difficult times, you can still save. 720-895-0500. 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. And the MLS 298-191, regulated by DOOR. Spring means warmer weather, but it also means it's time to protect our pets from warm weather parasites, including fleas and ticks. Hey, this is Scott Watley, and being informed on what our pets need to stay healthy and happy this time of year, as well as all year long, is just one more reason why 20 years ago, our family chose Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center to take care of all of our pets' needs. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, the medical staff keeps us up to date on the status of our pets' health during their regular checkups. They also make sure we know how to help our pets stay healthy and remain healthy all throughout the year. With the arrival of spring, we know it's time to protect our dog, Gracie, from the fleas and ticks just waiting outside to hitch a ride on our sweet girl. And since we know that fleas and ticks can cause many problems for pets and for humans, making sure our pets are protected with a safe, effective flea and tick preventative is an important part of their care. Why not have Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center care for your special companion? It's the place where our pets go. Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center can be reached at 303-708-8050. That's 303-708-8050. And you can also visit them online and read their latest blogs at LoneTreeVet.com. 
Here are the three C's of high performance in less than 60 seconds. Your engine piston rings must have good compression, which makes good combustion, which saves cash at the pump. But you lose compression when piston rings clog with carbon. Today's engines use low tension rings, which clog much easier, which lowers compression, combustion, and the amount of cash in your pocket with higher fuel cost and expensive repairs. This problem can be fixed as fast as your next oil change. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine and accomplishes the three C's in just 15 minutes. It has three letters, E, P, R, as in engine performance restoration that cleans piston rings and restores compression, which increases and saves you. Find a shop with BG products BG. at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. So, at your next oil change, remember the three C's. You will find more of this in your engine and this in your pocket when you clean your engine with BG. Most of us think of the days when we'll be retired. Have you planned well enough to be able to do the things you love when that time comes? When will you take Social Security? Have you thought about health care during your retirement days? Will you stay in your current home or move to another part of the country or world? These are all questions Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial will ask you. The only way Al can help you with your financial future is to know what your future goals are. You don't want to be that person that tries to retire only to find themselves back at work because there wasn't enough money to handle all the expenses. Al will stress test your current plan, if you have one, and show what needs to be changed to make sure you achieve your financial goals. Al doesn't just help you with your financial goals either. He'll help you achieve your personal goals as well. That's Al's goal for all of his clients. He wants you to be financially free so you can achieve the things you've always wanted to do. Call Al Smith today at 303-744-1128 or visit our website, drive-radio.com. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses. We'll look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Kurt Rogers joining us. Now, and uh, Kurt, Ken, and I were talking during the break, the 2.8-liter diesel Colorados, which they'll quit making now because the new version is only going to be gas-powered only. But that old 2.8, uh, which I have one of those, is only 181 horsepower, but it runs 
way better than that because the the torque is 370 right i was gonna say it was close to 400 yeah 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 and it's then, the torque that you know and then the, makes that one work and then the new engine is 300 and some horsepower 327 i want to say 400 some foot roughly pounds, so it, something. the, the yeah. gas engine one should run or outrun should. even the old diesel yeah and even the v6s theoretically right yeah I, exactly time will tell right exactly and the new yeah. tacoma for those of you that maybe don't know was just announced yesterday as well there is a lot of video out there now on them if you want to see what the new tacoma looks like which i I can't wait to drive one hopefully they drive better i'm not a fan of the way the old ones drove i'm sorry i know there's a lot of guys out there driving tacomas you love them i love you that's fine i'm not a tacoma lover because i think they drive too much like a full-size truck as far as how they feel in fact there's some full-size trucks that have lighter steer and lighter feel than even a tacoma or a forerunner will have and I don't know what they've done on this new version, if they've cleaned, quote-unquote, cleaned some of that up. I hope so, because I've always hated the way a Tacoma felt driving, because you feel like you're driving a big... It, it, the truck just feels bigger and heavier than it really is. Rocks you, it's stiff. Yeah, it's it very rocks stiff. you back and forth. Yeah, yeah I, I, don't, but, I don't care for it. Yeah. My, yeah. my Colorado, no offense, will outdrive a Tacoma all day long, and it's partially why I own it instead of a Tacoma, so just... Food for thought for those of you that are yeah. in that mid-sized truck market, which, by the way, is really heating up. You're right. We ne- exactly. For a while, it was yeah. dead. Yeah. We now have exactly. full-bore Rangers, including a right. Raptor Ranger Raptor now. Ranger, you yeah. got all new Colorados coming out in lots of different versions, including a ZR2 and even an upgraded AEV version ZR2 that's coming. You've now got the Tacoma that's been completely redone and designed. The Frontier is completely done yeah. and redesigned. And supposedly Ram is coming out with one in the not-too-distant future, which they have some in foreign markets, but they're going to do some things here in the U.S. So it won't be long. You'll have every manufacturer of trucks mid-size. with a mid-size, really yeah. competitive, off-road, the whole nine yards. And frankly, it's a market that I don't know why they didn't tap into years ago well they already owned it like toyota already owned it i know you know and then so chevy decided to do something and then they brought the ranger back to Correct. compete with those two and correct then, and now yeah. it's heating up and then, which is a right. good thing yeah competition I mean, makes it well, better for everybody i mean if you think about it it's like me i didn't need another full-size truck right you know i've got I'm like i've you. got one i'm and, with you yeah buy one in a so midsize i need something to put my mountain bike in yeah, i don't I need want something to park to put, and yeah, make it exactly. easier to drive and all that yeah, yeah exactly fully agree and uh yeah so awesome scott but, you're next go ahead sir scott go yeah. ahead yeah hi how hi, you doing scott and Benjamin. we're headed down to philmont scout ranch nice i have two questions if possible sure one is about my daughter's Boston, um three it's got, it's a 2010, has about 100,000 miles. Uh, she just moved up with her husband in the Army to Minnesota. Okay. And uh, the clutch popped out, got it towed, and is looking at um, 2200 for repair costs. And just wanted to get some advice on how do you shop around in, like, an urgent repair um, out of state to make sure you're getting a fair deal on the clutch replacement. First off, because we are affiliated with Napa, and I think Napa's got a very good control of their auto care centers. Now, does that mean every auto care center across the country is completely top-notch? No. You you know, there's going to be, just like any other program that's out there, there'll be some that aren't as good as others. But what you can do is, number one, you go to the 1-800-LET-NAPA phone number, and they will tell you. You can go online as well. You can use their locator online and find an auto care center that's near there. So that's the first thing I would do. 
Second thing I would do okay. is find the parts store that's near that particular area and call them and say, okay, where do I take this vehicle? Who do you know in your network is one of the better shops that you have? And by the way, the parts stores know because they know who buys the most parts, how many returns they have. They know the good technicians. Trust me, the parts stores know who the good shops are and who they aren't, and they will tell you. Yeah. Those are great ideas. Thanks. Okay. My next question is, we're driving down the Philmont I-25. I've got a BMW X3 2012. Right now, at this moment, 228,000 miles, but it's, and it runs like a champ, and I'd like to keep it going for as long as possible. But it's got a few warning lights on it. The rear brake pads need replacement, just came on. Okay. And if you can't get it into the, um, the usual shop, it's not the dealership, can't get it in until June, you know, maybe four weeks, five weeks from now. And uh, the check engine light, it just passed the mission, uh, even with the check engine light. On? But, uh, okay. Means yeah. it's probably something minor. It's not affecting anything emissions-wise. Otherwise, it wouldn't have passed emissions, which means it could be any number of items. Um, as long as it's not flashing, you're, you're okay, you're okay yeah. to keep driving it okay. until you can get it in. Okay. And um, on, maybe on the rear brake pads, I should go to a parts store and get some ideas on that. Yeah, you got to be careful on the BMW to use a high-quality pad because if you start skimping there, you could end up with other issues, and you're going to need to do rotors at the same time. So, yeah, yeah, don't skimp. Use high-quality, even if you go to an aftermarket part, which is fine. I'm not saying you got to use a BMW part because BMW did make their own brake pads anyways, but use high-quality no matter what you do. Yeah. And you... You gave me a reason to keep driving this old BMW with 228,000 miles. I was really interested in the, the Tacoma until y'all started talking. The and new so Tacoma, I'm anxious to drive. Hopefully, yeah. again, hopefully they've made some improvements in the quote-unquote, and when I say drivability, I mean the steerability, the engine, the performance. I mean, my biggest issue with Tacoma just has been poor fuel economy for what it is. It should be getting five, ten, five to eight miles to the gallon better than it does. It's a 15-mile-to-the-gallon yeah. vehicle, and why so many people love them, I still that one I cannot wrap my head around because there's so yeah. many more improvements they could make, and it looks like they have. Again, I'm anxious to get behind the wheel of one and see what it's actually like. If they've done everything they said they were going to do, it's going to be a phenomenal mid-sized truck. So my wife and I do backpack the Colorado Trail. We're trying to hit a, We're looking for a four-wheel drive. If we replace this BMW because we could get closer to the trailheads, um, I've, we've rented the Tacoma and the Forerunner, and it just feels like those things are sluggish. You're... Um, it feels like you're working to get to the trailhead in those four-wheel drive, if that makes sense. Okay. So I wondered if you had some suggestions, sort of, if car route. Uh, you broke up um, that one part. What, what suggestions, Scott, do we have for what? You broke up right there. For, for possible new car, four, four-wheel drive new cars oh. that would be a joy to drive. Take your pick. Every manufacturer, and I mean every manufacturer, has at least one, if not two or three different possible vehicles in that lineup across the board. And I am not exaggerating, Scott. And they all, because of the 
this is a long story. I'll try to explain this when we come back from the break. But because of some of the EPA standards on fuel economy and so on, a lot of them have good approach and departure angles because when they do, the vehicle gets classified more as an off-road vehicle than it does a passenger vehicle, and they can skirt some of the CAFE ratings that are out there. That's kind of it in a nutshell. So in turn, Scott, every manufacturer has one. Pick one you like that's comfortable, that you like the ratings of, that fits you, fits your gear, all of that. That's It's really more of that than anything today. Super. Well, thanks so much for taking our call. You're very welcome, Scott. We appreciate it. Have a safe trip, sir. Appreciate it very much. And yeah, I'll explain that maybe in a little more detail when we come back. But essentially, that's it in a nutshell. Because of, how do I want to say this, Ken? Because of some loopholes, sure. I guess, in the CAFE ratings, that's what a lot of these manufacturers have done. And I'll talk about that in a minute. Kurt Rogers again with us. If you got a question for Kurt, by all means, let me know. And yes, he's our mortgage guy. And how does this fit into cars? Because a lot of you with with uh, cars have homes and you're looking to do whatever you can to either maybe do some fix-up stuff or build a shop or you name it and we've got the guy that can help you with all of that as well we'll be right back though drive radio klz 560 a napa guy knows that by the foot there's no better ride than an old station wagon room for six people facing forward two people facing backward and a whole lot of luggage lumber and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof if you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. You've heard that not-so-normal noise coming from your car for months now. And turning up your radio is not really a fix. Putting off those simple repairs can lead to more complicated and costly repairs quickly. Or worse, they can lead to an accident or mishap that costs you even more than money. Extreme Automotive's ASE certified staff will not only fix what you came in for, they'll diagnose your vehicle and give you their professional opinion on what should come first with absolutely no pressure to do the work now. Extreme Auto knows that you have daily responsibilities, and they've got you covered there too. Extreme Auto Repair keeps courtesy vehicles available so you don't have to miss a beat at work, at school, or with your family, even though most repairs can be done in the same day. Don't make a bad problem worse by waiting. Call Extreme Auto Repair now at 3841-1071 or send them a message at klzradio.com extreme. You want to protect your classic car in the event of an accident on the way to a car show or a surprise Colorado hailstorm. But you shouldn't insure your classic car the same way you'd insure your everyday vehicle. Paul Lenigro and his team at Group Insurance Analysts will get you the right coverage for your classic car. Just like with any other form of insurance, Paul and his team at GIA will shop the entire market at no extra charge, hunting for the right coverage at the best price. Remember, GIA works for you, not a specific insurance company, so they have more options. Unlike other forms of insurance, though, you should not insure your classic car based on cash value. 
You've put a lot of work into that car. So the real value far exceeds the book price. GIA will make sure your vehicle is insured up to a stated value to protect your investment. Get the right insurance from GIA. Call 303-423-0162. Have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet of indoor showroom and warehouse space, they make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me. If you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle, give them a call today. By the way, sign up today for the VIP list. They'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet, and it's at a discounted price. Worldwide Vintage Autos. Don't let the name fool you. They sell worldwide, but their showroom is right here in Denver. Find them today at WorldwideVintageAutos.com or call 877-378-4679, and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. And Kurt's admiring my nice little gift that Ken brought me today. Do you that's, like that? That's, that's pretty slick. Not like bad, that. huh? Little ZR2 it's bike memorabilia. Chain. It's, uh, right. it's a bike chain. Well, it's it's ordered chain. I, I do a lot with bike chain and um, just chain that I can find. That's a that's a 25 okay. class. A little very artistic. Nice. Very cool. You know, I it very is very cool. This is very nice. You know, it's... Uh, it's one of the things. It came yeah, out thank well. you. No, it did, you did, a great, did a great job. You know what? It took me about three tries to do that because you can't, you have to do it backwards. Correct. Upside so, down. Because you're welding on the other side. Right. And, you don't want the uh, face to be welded. Right. Exactly. So you're, and, you're, uh, right. you need to use a mirror or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mirror, and, mirror and welding. That, that looks works. great. Yeah. There you go. Thank That's you. awesome. Thank you. You, yeah. uh, you actually, uh, uh, no, no offense, but you know, you could probably put these on, you know, eBay or something, and somebody buy them. Yeah, start rattling these things off. There, you got a little, a little business there, Ken. Well, and you know, there's a <laughs> there's a lot of things that you know that I've done. That, oh, uh, nice. You know, good job. I've done some. You're quite the artist. Well, you know, it's Holy just cow there, Ken. I I I found some time. Nice. You know, <laughs> because it takes. Oh, I like a, the bow tie. It, uh, yeah. Nice. I, and when I've got three different sizes too, with chain different. Very and nice. The bow ties are just a math problem, or it's not even a problem. You just there's threes, halves, and twos. Gotcha. That's that's all there is. So it's, it's getting the dimension. Yep. You know. Very the very proportion. cool. Oh, very nice. And, good job. Uh, you know, just little stuff. Good that, for you. I mean, it's that is pretty yeah, slick. that's pretty slick. I like to, that. Yeah, something just to go on your desk. Take time. Yeah, you know? I, no, that's exactly where it's going to go. I'm just going to sit it right on my desk. Yep. I'll be looking at it. And yeah, yep. I mean, it'll remind me of. Yeah, I'll take a picture of it. Yeah, and I'll we'll put it on the website. Yeah, good idea, Charlie. Oh, I'll do that. This is very good. Thank you. You bet. By the way, yeah. very nice. So lines open. Three zero three four seven seven five six zero zero. Kurt, we got a couple of minutes here. Um, I know we, you know, when you and I talk in depth, and some of the folks listen to us during the week. Some don't, and there's a lot of options when it comes to the mortgage world, even first-time home buyers and guys that are looking to do some upgrades or maybe add something to the shop. Self-employed individuals like Ken and I, which I say all the time, and I'll say today, you know, you're the 
you're the expert when it comes to getting guys like Ken and I into mortgages and so on because not everybody works with self-employed people. We have to put a sidebar to that. I'm the expert because I, I will do them more than most people. Most people won't get into <laughs> it. Most That's people make me the expert. You do what? Yeah, 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 I'm not know. doing that. <laughs> I've been down that road a couple times. Sure. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, and, and Okay, and explain why. Why is that? I mean, I know why, but for most people that are listening that have a W-2 and maybe they're thinking, well, the guys, what are you talking about? How, how could it be that hard? The guidelines on uh, self-employment with Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are, are quite stringent and uh, come, uh, come under a lot of interpretations by that specific underwriter when they're looking at the loan. And understanding once you find one that understands who a self-employed person is, it's easier to communicate with. So most loan officers don't want to spend the time because it's, you know, twice as much time to go through the process of processing a file that's self-employed. There's so many more questions. There's so much more documentation mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. need to look at right. to justify why this is a good client. Oh, okay, makes sense. Yeah, you're you're yeah. not you're not in their box. Yeah, right. It's not simple. It's not the way I'm saying it. it. It's it's not a W two. You paid this much. All that stuff. Yeah. It's you made this. You divide by right. this. Yeah, we're good. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. It's not exactly. that simple. Right. Yeah. Even though you may have done that, I just need different documentation to prove it. Your taxes show this. How did you get that from this? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. What can I put back in as income depreciation? Different things like that. Right. And I, what I've learned over the years as well is you sometimes need to do a little bit of work for the individuals on the other end of the conversation and making it as easy for them as possible because not that they don't know what to do, but sometimes they'll they'll have a trainee that maybe is involved with some of this process and so on. I just want to make sure that everything's all dialed in so they know exactly what's going on. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. And the more of that you do, I think the better off you are. That that is well, I've been doing it for a while now. Thanks to you, John. Well, yeah, your your, your stack's the biggest stack I get every time we do a loan. <laughs> but the, the nice thing about yeah, it, right? Yeah, it's, it, it's actually very good because when we say here's what we need within 20 minutes, it's all there. It's you know, it's 300 pages and it yeah. fits everything we need. We're good. Okay, but it's in order and it's exact. Well, I, I try my best. So you've taught us a lot. I, I've been I've been around the block a few times to like you to kind of learn some of these things. So again, lines are open. Any questions you guys have for us? Three zero three four seven seven. Five six zero zero. Next week, of course, is Memorial Day weekend. No, we will not be here for Memorial Day weekend. So, if you got questions, call us today. We'll give everybody the day off next Saturday, and then on June the tenth, for all of you listening, we will be out at Worldwide Vintage Autos. Now, if you want to know where they're at, just go to the website WorldwideVintageAutos.com. They're literally right off of I seventy and kind of that Monaco area. Very easy to find. Uh, I'll do some promos that week to make sure everybody hears it during the week. But we'll be there. You can find it online. And 9 to 1 is the event. And they're going to have all sorts of stuff out there that day. Food and some vendors. And, of course, all, they're, they have got a indoor warehouse where all of the cars are kept that most people wouldn't believe till you see it. So is it like a museum or is it nope, a they, restoration? No, everything is for sale. A, oh, okay. They oh, consign a, okay. the better part of their inventory. They do own some of their inventory. They'll just write a check to somebody and buy the sure. car. But most of the inventory they have is for, well, is consignment. It's all for sale. They sell about 1,000 cars a year okay. to give you an idea wow. of how oh. that works. So they'll take your classic car, sell it for you. Yes, they Take a fee for that, but they'll even help sure. with the reconditioning and whatever needs done to get it viable Sellable. for sale. Okay. And they walk through the whole nine yards, taking all the pictures, getting everything ready to go, putting them on the websites. Marketing, all that yeah, stuff. Essentially, yeah, essentially, you get so. the car to them, tell them what you kind of want bottom line. You guys figure out what that's going to be. They'll get you that, and 
off you go. That's pretty much how they do it. Nice. And they try to get cars sold within 45 days. Mm-hmm. Wow, so they, mm-hmm. they, crank them, they crank them right out. Like a thousand so, a year, yes. thousand yeah. a year. So we're going to be that's there cool. on June the 10th. So make sure you stop by, see us, say hi, and look at all of the inventory that they've got. And if you're interested in potentially either buying something or having them sell something, well, there's your opportunity as well. So That's we'll be out there know, that day. It looks like I'm there with you. There you That's where you're so. going to be. It'll yeah. be a blast. We'll have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm taking the always. same thing. I got rid of my Chevelle. I might be looking at another yeah, one. There you go. <laughs> Tom in Fort Collins, what's up, sir? Hey, good morning, guys. I was just trying to get your thoughts on uh, we're looking at a uh, uh, Mercedes C300 uh, 2013. It's got about 50,000 miles. Uh, just looking at uh, maintenance costs and uh, if that's Well, the mileage is low, which is a pro and a con. Um, Has it been stored inside, outside? you know its history by chance? Uh, Just that it was Grandma's car, and uh, I do believe, looking looking at it, it looks like it was stored inside. Okay, that's a plus. Stored inside makes it a lot better. Uh, You will have to, of course, on a 2013, given that car is 20 years old now, You'll have to, or sorry, 10 years old. Sorry, lost a digit. Anyway, 10-year-old car. It's still old enough that, Tom, what you're going to want to do is once you get it is, of course, change everything out, all of your all fluids, fluids yeah. get a nice starting point for all of that, make sure things are freshened up. The other thing you'll have to really you know, pay close attention to is, of course, just any rubber that's on the car. Is all of that good? Has there been any issues, any rodents? Have you know, have anybody gotten yeah. into the garage, right. you know, wiring, things like nasty, that? Just yeah. really inspect all of that. I would have a used car inspection done on it for all the various reasons because there's things you won't be able to see with the naked eye. Outside of that, I wouldn't hesitate to buy a 10-year-old car with 50,000 miles. Finding somebody to service that, too. That's the issue. Um, yeah, be sure and... and Find a shop first before you buy that because not everybody works on those. No, not so, everybody does European work. Yeah. In fact, uh, right. the closest European that you've got will be Boulder. That's our closest. I don't have anybody in Fort Collins that I know even that does the European end of it. And I'm uh, sure there couple, are plenty. but couple yeah. Of, yeah, there's a couple of small shops up here that do okay. it. But I was looking at also how much more expensive is it to do the European work on the European? Uh, plan on about thirty to forty percent more than another typical Asian or American car. Yeah, rule of thumb. Yeah, fluids are more everything. So just, if, uh, if you're going to spend a thousand dollars on an American car, thirteen, fourteen hundred on that car. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of the rule All of right. thumb. Yeah, and that's on any repairs for yep. that vehicle. Pretty yeah. much anything. Yeah. And but that's for all of you driving European cars. That's just kind of the rule of thumb. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna pay more in labor rate. You're gonna pay more yeah. on the on the parts side. You know, all the knowledge level has to be higher, and so on. Not that they're that much harder to work on than the Euro, than the American and Japanese cars, but the tooling's different. Tom, the, the tooling is different. Right. Uh, even the even the specifications and diagrams Everything. Are, are, is different on yep. that. So it, it's, it's more yeah, money. Yeah, and you have to have know of somebody that knows how to read those diagrams. And specializes and in European. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. It's a different world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that that was the that was the reason I was calling. Uh, like I said, it looked like a very clean car. I wouldn't pass yeah. on it. It's just got to make sure you buy it for the right money. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. What uh, What do you uh, expect the life expectancy of that? You know, am I looking at 250000 Oh, yeah. 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 You know, uh, any any okay. modern car will do that. Yeah. The... You know, the, I would say that just the ones we've seen in the past, the European suspension 
the rubber wears out super fast. I mean, by 100,000 miles, a lot of times they've needed full front ends, things yep. like that. Very where, true. That's true where on a even lot of, Audis, Mercedes, whatever, yeah, Tom, doesn't exactly. matter. Yeah, it, just European true. in general. Yes, very true. And where, you know, typical domestic or Asian will go 150, 200 plus. That's right. That's right. You know, so, I mean, it's Great just point, Ken. something we've noticed. Just the, And yeah. my dad used to say it back in the 60s, even on Volkswagens, it's like the German rubber doesn't It's not the well. same. Yeah. That's right. And it, it, but, I mean, Great not point. saying it's bad. It's just different. Just know about it. And yeah. in your case, yeah. it may not be as big of a deal because it's been stored inside. Right. Exactly. It depends on how it's driven, right. how it's taken care of and stuff like that. So, so what we're looking at is upgrading a uh, 07 Chrysler 300C uh, with the Hemi in it um, with 150000 thinking that uh, that's probably getting to the end of its lifetime. Runs good. Uh, the car was, that, our car's been taken great care of. So what's thoughts on that? Keep it and run it to the ground? or You know what? Hold that thought. We're running up against a break. Let me put you back on hold. Tom, hang tight. We'll answer that as soon as we come back. Drive Radio KLZ 560. Your roof is one of the most important parts of your home and yet is one of the most neglected. We all tend to think it'll last forever without any maintenance or repairs until a hail or windstorm comes around and does damage to your roof. The problem with that mentality is it's wrong. Do you know that RoofMax is a product that can rejuvenate your roof and give you up to five to seven years of additional life? Do you know that the application can be done more than once so that the life of your roof can be extended for up to 15 years? The reason shingles break with wind and hail is because they're dried out and brittle. RoofMax is an organic product that rejuvenates your asphalt shingles, making them more flexible and durable at the same time. Call Dave Hart today and get your roof inspected. It's a no-obligation inspection that will tell you what condition your roof is in and what can be done to extend the life of your roof, which, in the end, saves you money. Call Dave Hart at 303-710-6916 or visit our website, fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. Top auto manufacturers admit that today's high-tech engines on average can use a quart of oil every thousand miles. Why? To meet the government's fuel economy mandates, they use the faster-moving low-tension piston rings that can clog quickly, reducing power, causing poor fuel economy. 
The Performance Oil Service from BG Products cleans piston rings and restores the fuel system. And it's backed up with lifetime protection for the engine. Ask your service advisor about the BG Performance Oil Service or go to BGFindashop.com. That's BGFindashop.com. BG. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. All right, we are back, and let's get Tom finished up here. Tom, welcome back. And your question for everybody listening, you've got an option to buy a C300 Mercedes 2013, 50,000 miles, or keep driving your 300, which is a what year again, 2007? Yes, sir. I'd keep driving the 300. Yeah, and I mean, unless you just want to move up a few Unless you just want a different car. Yeah, but, you know, exactly. There's a lot of Mercedes technology in that 300, only you're not paying for it because it's still an American car. But that was the, at, at that time, it was all a you know, conjuncture between them, if you would. The 300 is honestly one of the best cars they probably ever built. What engine's in it, Tom? 5.7. Oh, the 5.7? Keep driving it. Yeah. How long do you think that one's got... Forever. It's been taken care of. We was good together. Sorry, man. I don't know how old you are, Tom, but the rest of your life. (laughs) We see. I mean. And I can say that about a 14-year-old. So, honestly, (laughs) as long as you want to drive it. Yeah. I mean, you know, we were kind of talking, too. I mean, you could put, you know, you would probably put just as much into that or maybe even less. Than you would the Mercedes. Than the Mercedes. And just keep driving what you already own and know. Yeah. And you know, unless you wanted to just have and both. unless you just want a new car, there's yeah, nothing right. wrong with what you're driving. Yeah. This is the this wife's car, and she said, you know, I said it's time to get something new, and uh, she's looking at a used SUV, and she says, I just I don't need all that tech junk. Keep driving the 300. I can, still, I can turn around and see where I'm backing up. I don't need a backup camera. I'd leave her in it. And uh, <laughs> honestly, I would. I just leave her in it and keep driving it, Tom. All right. Save your money. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah. All right. I, mean, I appreciate it, guys. If All something right. something were to happen, I mean, with it, I mean, you can always it's get into something repairable. Yeah. I mean, that, honestly, folks, that's one of those cars where it's kind of like the 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 you know the Mercury's and the the kind of the town car era as well. Those yeah. are cars that if you can find a good one and buy it at the right price, those are cars that literally were about as bulletproof a car yeah. as you could buy. Well, and there were enough of them made that they're not you know they're not going to cease making parts it's, and things yeah, like that. It's not that. a rarity. I mean, that's right, exactly. So I, you know, I mean, they were they used them for police. I've always and said if so. I could find an SRT three hundred at the right price, I'd I'd buy one because they had the. Yeah, the hot motor and sure. they were they yeah. were they were yeah. they were fun to drive. They were nice cars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that car for for most people they don't realize it, but independent suspension all the way around. They were actually pretty performance related, more yeah, so than yeah. most people think. And 
that car really, for what it is, is is just a little bit larger than a Do- than a Dodge Charger, right. and it's kind of on the same platform, if you would, only is a lot more luxurious. Yeah. Yeah. That's just the way they did them. Just stealthy lines, no, yeah, nothing wrong with that car. Right. They yeah. ran. There were a lot of those cars back in the day that were in rental car fleets and so on. Yeah. And yeah, that's a car that, frankly, mm-hmm. you still see some of them running around, and there's a reason for that. Yeah, I mean, I have customers that have, you know, two fifty plus on them, still driving them just fine, you know, and they just go and go. Well, and since Kurt's here, Kurt, uh, the biggest mistake a lot of folks make especially as they're getting their mortgage done, especially young families where they're getting ready to buy a new house, is right before they get ready to close, they buy a new car. Yes. And it kills a deal. Right in the head. Doesn't it? <laughs> it's, it's a bullet right Doesn't they head. think, well, it's not going to show up. Yeah. Well, it does. I, I actually had a, a guy do that after it closed. There's a three-day funding period. He went out and bought a car in that three-day funding period. The next period. day. Oh, oh, Kurt. I'm like, hello. <laughs> no, you're because kidding Because before me, they right? fund, they, they rerun sure. you, do a soft yeah. pull on your credit make to make sure, sure you, you have anything. no more debt. You still qualify. Right. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So then that didn't pan out. It's a couple more gray hairs. That, that, we, that, we fixed that, that shot. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably ways around it, but you don't want to just yeah. no, don't yeah. jump into that. Wait yeah. the three days. Those of you that need to call Kurt directly, <laughs> I mean, by the way, 720 Eight nine five zero five hundred. That's Kurt's number. Seven two zero eight nine five zero five hundred. You can find all of our sponsors. By the way, Kurt, Ken, everybody listed. Drive hyphen radio dot com. They're all listed there as well. Two more hours coming your way. Don't go anywhere. Drive radio KLZ five sixty. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive radio dot com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.